give yourself from night to morning And how could you not when life is calling
right. That was the song that this whole half hour is dedicated to. Now, there's so many artists who sang in that song. In front of me, I have Sito and I have JR, who uh, are, the, uh, what are you, the main writers of the song, the main singers? Yeah, yeah, we're the main collaborators, mm-hmm. songwriters. Um, there's two others that also uh, co-wrote the song with us, and that's Sugar Smacks and Rayno Zili mm-hmm. from the Graham Watkins Project. Okay, but now let's just name all the other artists that performed in the song. I've got a list in front of me, but you can't read it in one sentence. It is so long. So I want to see how many you remember. Let's go. Okay, cool. That's Cito's job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be your job then? Um, You're gonna make we, have, we have KB. We have uh, Shiano Sky. We've got Tamara Day. We've got Timothy Malloy. We've got JR. We've got Sugar Smacks. We've got Cito. We've got Graham Watkins. Um and Monewa. Monewa. Well yeah. done, yeah. man. <laughs> what about this one? Mochilanyane? That's KB. Yeah, that's KB. Oh, KB you Mochilanyane. See, you know, you live and learn every day. Okay, so no, good job, man. You got them all. Yeah. But now, what about the Clash of the Choirs? Oh, the runners yeah, we up, left hey? them out. Yes, yeah, so uh, part of it. Sweet Sounds Ensemble mm-hmm. Choir. They were uh, the runners-up in uh, Clash of the Choirs. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. They were actually called uh, Team Sugar Smacks, or Sugar yeah. Smacks Choir or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's Sugar, Sugar Smacks Ensemble um, that he brought into the project. Um, you know, when, when I gave him a call to, to uh, uh, join me on this venture join us on this venture, I mentioned that we were going to start looking at some choirs, and he's like, well, who are you using? Well, I don't have I don't have anybody in mind at the moment, but I'm going to start investigating. And he's like, well, use my choir. We came second, <laughs> okay. and they're kick-ass, and they are. They're amazing. Yeah, I haven't really? I haven't heard a, a choir this kick-ass yeah, in a very long time. Well, the song is amazing. When was it actually recorded, was it? Uh, well, the song was recorded um, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, was written about a month ago. Um, wow, it's still so fresh, eh? Yeah, because the thing is, we had been writing for about four weeks or something like that. You know what for I mean? About a, for about a week, we actually we wrote the song very quickly. Yeah, we but, are, but I mean, with, to but, make the when process... When we started, yeah, so when we started recording, it was actually a, a two-week process mm-hmm. of recording um, because we were doing it in stages. Mm-hmm. And then and then obviously getting in the vocalists yeah. separately and then getting the, the musos, you know, they came in first... Um, then we got the vocalists in, and then we got the choir, the first choir, and then the second choir, which is a discovery uh, choir. Yeah, wow. the discovery foundation. Yeah, yeah, so it's basically discovery staff members that we had auditioned like oh, idols yeah. to partake in this uh, in this project. So, so they, they formed a choir with their staff members just for this. Just for this, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it was, it was like a, it was like a really cool feel good uh, opportunity that that we thought would be cool for. For them to get involved with, to sing along such stars as JR and KB and, and Monewa and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a really interesting process and very cool. And whose idea was this? Who came up with this? Who approached you or did you approach everyone, Sita? Um, I think it sort of goes back to to one man called Alan Hilberg, who is a, he's an American entrepreneur, marketing guru. He um, He's just set up shop in South Africa and he he headhunted me. For something else, and he had been consulting Discovery on other things, and this um, he he came up with the idea basically to put together an anthem like "We Are the World," honoring doctors uh, locally and and obviously in a bigger picture, on a sort of more holistic and, and universal kind of approach to honor doctors worldwide. Um, it's something that we've never really never really done. They were like our unsung heroes. They're like real life heroes. 
And for some reason, he felt inspired and thought that I could sort of start it, kick it off. Um, but obviously, you know, it uh, it came together organically and it evolved. And I got such players like JR and Sugar Smacks to get on board and, and make it happen. Is it difficult to collaborate all those voices into one song? Is it hard to make them gel together and... Yeah, I think so. It's always, it's always a challenge. Um, everybody is an artist in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, different sounding tones of voices. And I mean, you know, especially when you have guys like Sito and Reno, you know, who are, who are very, very like well, like inclined, should I say that about music in general, just like melodies and everything. Cause I mean, writing a song like that, you know, you need to be taken into consideration that Graham Watkins is going to sing on it. He might not be able to sing in the same key as Chiano kind of thing. So obviously it being written like that, where everybody can play a part in it and take a role in it and, and you know, get a part in a section to sing and really own it mm-hmm. is, 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 you know, it's just evident of how great of musicians, you know, these guys were. And when Sito came with the whole lineup of artists that are going to be involved in this, you know, I was just like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to making this work. And, it was really, it was challenging. It wasn't difficult. It was, it was a challenge, but you know, it brought out the sweet sounds. No well, pun you've intended. Brought it all together in a very short space of time. Of vocals, yeah. I mean, you've got the video. You coordinated all those artists, and yeah, uh, it's an amazing campaign. I mean, it's all over the yeah, place. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. But now, are there any doctors who have responded to this? Have they maybe thanked you for this, or actually, are there doctors who know that the song was written for them? Okay, well, let's 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 go back a little bit again. Um, before Alan approached us, um, the Discovery Foundation <clears throat> has been honoring and, and um, giving grants to doctors in uh, rural areas. Um, sorry, that was my phone. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. Um, uh, doctors that have set up shop and clinics in rural areas where they need in the public health sector. Um and who need funding and they need support and all that. And they've been doing this for the past, I think, about three years or so. Um, and there, there, was, uh, there was a doctor's award that was happening last week where the Discovery Foundation were going to be giving more grants and honoring more doctors and giving awards. And that's where it all stemmed from. They wanted to do something better. They had, they had, um, they had made this beautiful 20-minute video documentary, like a film, mm-hmm. Um, interviewing different people in the in the um, uh, medical sector, and just sort of tipping the hat to, towards doctors as as to how selfless they are, how hardworking they are, how they have that human touch, how they have that human interest. And Alan had a great idea to do something a little bit bigger and surprise them by doing an anthem tribute song that honors honors them. Mm-hmm. So um, and then obviously the more we thought about it, and the more the idea grew. Um, it now spreads and, and, and addresses all doctors in general around the world, and especially the expat doctors that have left South Africa and are living elsewhere. <laughs> and I think they are sometimes viewed as traitors, but I suppose they have their personal reasons for leaving, and yeah. you know it is up to them. But from that video which you spoke about now, um, I, I saw a scary statistic that for something like every 100,000 people, there's 5.5 doctors. Yeah. So say six doctors for 100,000 people. Yeah. And now, I mean, how often do we each get sick every year? How do, how is our health system coping with that? Do you have the answer to that? How are we still? It's it's funny you ask that because um, I am not qualified to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the stats. I don't know what the stats are, and it's something that you know, you know, it's common knowledge that you know we 
we it's um it's something that we could definitely address and do something better about in this country especially um but you know this is why we're doing it this is why we're honoring doctors because no matter what the conditions are no matter what the environments are mm-hmm. you know and you have different levels of doctors you have the private sector and the public sector and all that um but i think essentially the, the doctors do it for the right reasons mm-hmm. you know and something we always take for granted yeah. um you know this the, these miracle workers mm. now jr have you ever been in a situation in your life where either your life or a family member of yours someone close to you relied entirely on a doctor who was there for you who is this coming from a personal experience of yours there i mean working on this song is is you know it speaks very directly to my heart because um my mother's in the medical fraternity and so was my cousin you know and you know growing up and not being able to see my mom as often because she's busy helping people and i need to understand that as a child that you know I, she needs to be helping me with meds you know and she's helping someone else somewhere else you know same for my cousin you know we don't see her as often because she's working around the clock you know her being a doctor just makes her work you know all night so for me this was a personal thing because i do have family members you know we've never really relied solely upon doctors you know we we have had family members who have fallen ill i have fallen ill everyone but i think more for me it's not about relying on doctors but having doctors in my family relying on them for something else you know for them to be there as 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 a family member as a, as a as a mother and as as a cousin as an elder you know mm-hmm. so i myself have relied on them when i could not see them and for me it's something that's very important to for the song to be done because it addresses you know issues such as you know recognizing and showing them gratitude that you might not have been there at important times but you were doing something else for be, for to, to better other people in There's the world. lots of sacrifice yeah mm, yeah like a, a interesting aspect you picked up on is the families that also make a sacrifice for a family members who who is in the health fraternity yeah uh, you know the hours you don't see them and i think it takes a toll on them as well they see a lot of death they see a lot of hardship and sometimes they become almost hard because yeah. they have to deal with that every day and i think you know we we don't we sometimes see doctors as machines as opposed yeah. to humans that you know have to deal with stress themselves That's who so themselves may have health issues but are still there to help others every day so and um we will be um in a few moments getting Dr Maurice Goodman from the uh Discovery Health Foundation on the line we'll be asking him a bit more about these statistics cool. but i just want to go back into the song today again and just uh we played it a bit early i actually wanted to play it after i'd interviewed you guys but, but if it's nice you play it twice exactly <laughs> so we're just going to refresh our memories about the song and now that we all know what it's about maybe we can enjoy it so let's go you give yourself from night to morning And how could you not when the life is calling
true definition of Ubuntu. I'm talking about peace, love, and happiness for us and yourself from your hand. But I need help, cause in you, we try. Right, that was We Believe in You, and I have two of the main contributing artists sitting right in front of me. We've got Sito and JR. This is the Health Hour. Dr. Jonathan Witt is away today, but you've got Jonathan Sinclair. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pull a Paulo Jordan and call myself a doctor. <laughs> but now, if you do want to contribute to the show, um, 0861-555-189 is the number you can call, or you can hook us up on Twitter, at cliffcentral.com. Or, of course, on WeChat, you go to Cliff Central and type message to show. Now, on the line, we have Dr. Maurice Goodman, who is from the Discovery Foundation. Good day, Dr. Maurice. Hi. Hi. Thanks, Cliff, and thanks for having me on your show. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Now, obviously, you've heard the song. What do you think of it? Uh, I think it's fantastic. It's it's hugely inspiring. I think... uh, you know, the doctors in this country are, uh, uh, I think, uh, real heroes, both in the public and the private sector. Um, you know, it's often a very lonely kind of job and uh, often not appreciated and, and, and thanked as as they should be. I think the song's just fantastic in terms of uh, doing that. Now, Doctor, in terms of the Discovery Foundation, I know they've donated a lot of money, but what are you hoping to get out of this? Are you just hoping to raise awareness? Is this just a thank you to doctors? What is this about? Well, yeah, thanks. As you mentioned, uh, the Discovery Foundation has been going for some uh, eight years now, um, and we have a mandate uh, to really invest in in, uh, the public sector, in academic medicine, um, and to train up uh, our target is get to 300 specialists uh, for which we're investing about 150 million rand over this period uh, to really uh, bolster and shore up academia and and uh, and uh, public uh, medicine in the public sector. Uh, and during those uh, eight years that we've been working, we've really been uh, blown away by the commitment and the skill and the dedication of these uh, fantastic people working under very harsh conditions. And so it was just kind of a natural feeling that we felt um, you know, we wanted to share that experience and really try to get some positivity out amongst the general public for the great work that these people are doing. And so the, the song was kind of a natural uh, expression of that. Now, Doctor, we get a lot of statistics about our healthcare sector. 
in your opinion, is our public healthcare sector in a crisis? Um, I think crisis is, is, is a strong word. There's certainly we, we're facing uh, significant challenges. I mean, um, we, uh, in inverted commas, fortunate or really it's unfortunate enough to be faced with what is called a, a quadruple uh, disease burden. We have, of course, the infectious diseases that we know uh, all too well uh, at the forefront, HIV, AIDS, and the sister disease of TB. We also have a huge amount of, of trauma. Um, and then now there's a growing uh, diseases in terms of cancer and the other non-communicable diseases like diabetes and heart disease. Uh, and so we have a huge disease burden uh, in the public sector. Uh, exacerbating that is the fact that we have a huge shortage uh, of uh, healthcare professionals across the board, quite frankly. But here we're focusing um, on on the doctors, on the GPs and the specialists. So there certainly are challenges. Um, I, however, there, there's a lot that's being done to, to address it. The, the government have recognized uh, the challenges and they've put a lot of effort uh, and money into um, things like reforming the healthcare system, the, the national health insurance system that we've uh, uh, been hearing about, about investing and improving the quality in the public sector, um, and then that's really where uh, organizations like the foundation uh, come in, as I say, through the 300 specialists that we can help support in the public sector will make a, a significant difference. So there certainly are challenges, um, but there is a lot that's being done to address it. All right. And Dr. Goodman, just before we let you go, as normal citizens, how can we help? What if we're not in the medical fraternity at all? What do we do? Well, I think, uh, you know, in the spirit of, of the song and this whole initiative, we hope that the song really will just be at the vanguard of a whole other um, list of positive things that we can do for the doctors in the country. I think, in a nutshell, just as the lay public, um, you know, appreciate, we can show appreciation for the uh, kind of skill and dedication that the doctors and, quite frankly, all the other very hard-working healthcare professionals uh, are doing. Uh, doctors are people too, and they like to be stroked and to be thanked. And so I think just a simple thank you and appreciation for the quality of the care that we're getting would go a very long way to bolstering the morale. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us today and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. So, Sito and JR, just before we conclude the interview, cool. what's... Um, is this a song that we're going to be hearing across the airwaves of South Africa? Is this an internet sensation? What are you hoping for the song? That's that's up to you. <laughs> okay. Look, we 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 you know we don't know what to expect with regards to the reception of of media and and platforms and all that. Um, we're just trusting that everybody's just going to embrace it. We love the song. We believe in the song. Um, the artists that are on board really love it too and i think the idea for us is just to make it number one you know wherever wherever uh you know uh, you listen to radio or you watch it on tv or youtube or whatever you know we want the song to get out there we want it to reach as many people as possible and the funds raised is that going to a good cause is that going to the artists i hope some of it at least <laughs> <laughs> well there's you know the thing about the track is that it's it's a it's a non-profit track so mm-hmm. it's free download it's for you to see it's to go viral um, any revenue that is made uh, goes to the foundation, so that goes off back to the doctors and their work, and then you know 
a small percentage will go to the artists that have contributed, but that's just mechanical. It's nothing. It's not a money-making uh, uh, venture or project at all. It's purely to draw attention and to you know to recognize doctors on a big level. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, in your personal capacities, I know you have the peace. What do you call it? The peace. peace uh, it's called peace starts. Peace starts. I only found out about that today, and people couldn't believe that I didn't know about it. Yeah, what's going on, man? Where have <laughs> where, you been? Uh, where have I been? I actually, I in fact followed it on Twitter, so I could find out more about it. Cool. So when is that starting? Okay, well, uh, peace starts. Um, it's a. We, we basically we promote the International Day of Peace, which is the 21st of September. It's a recognized. Uh, by the United Nations, it's declared by the United Nations, and it's a worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, peace starts as the uh, as the South African contingent. We support Peace One Day, who convinced the United Nations to make it a uh, an official day of peace. And every year we put on music events. We use uh, high profile artists to, or we ask high profile artists to come on board and and to join our bill. And this year we're doing something very special. It's on a Sunday, the 21st of September. We're hosting it at Haya Safari Ranch. It's a free event. It's always been a free event. But uh, we've got great artists such as JR, um, uh, Ross, Neil from Prime Circle, Timothy Malloy, Connell Cruz, uh, the guys from Vornaboom. <laughs> I was just going to ask. I hope you guys are not leaving yourselves um, out there. And we're doing something very different. So it's, it's very organic, acoustic, and unplugged, but with an ensemble. So there'll be strings and and wind instruments. It's going to be really beautiful and exclusive. Sugar Smacks is going to be on. Slicker is going to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a huge lineup, actually. Josie Field, Andra, um, and I'm probably leaving a whole bunch. But um, although the, the event is free, you have to uh, register online so that you can get access to the venue. Mm-hmm. So that's pstarts.coza. Okay. And pstarts comes from uh, a phrase that we coined about eight years ago, seven years ago, called... Um, Peace starts in your heart, and we basically encourage South Africans to make that first step and you know, be the inspiration they want to see in the world. Awesome. I really hope afterwards you'll come back, tell us how it was. Cool. And JR, in yeah. your personal capacity, what's coming up for you? Any big projects besides this that you're working on? I'll, I'll, I'll be at Peace Starts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Performing, of course, of course. Performing there. But um, I mean, like, uh, more especially, I'm like, I like to be on the back end of things more recently. So... Um, you know, you can catch me producing various, writing various records with various artists. So just because I mean, we don't hear um, from you, yeah, doesn't, doesn't mean you're not, not hustling. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we just came off writing the new AKA album, um, Levels, that's out. AKA was um, here yesterday. Yeah, so <laughs> just came off writing that album. Um, you know, going into the new Sugar Smacks album, um, going into a couple of new KB songs. Um, what else? You know, Sito wants me. I'll go I'll jump on his project as well. High five, brother. <laughs> but you know, so I'm I'm more producing and writing a lot right now. So, uh, you know, but a new JREP as well coming out end of September. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to. Well, that. you got a lot going on. I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you for Thank coming you in today. Us. And uh, when we return, we'll be talking to a biokineticist. Cool. Um, find out what the hell they do. <laughs> Mind is always racing My heart is burning 
Radio.com. Started from bottom, was rolling around in that Toyota bucket. The summer is ours, I'm hungry for power, Gaddafi, Gaddafi. You turn on the tube and all that you see is Versace, Versace. You go to my school, they can tell you she fuck with Sani, Kusani. This ain't the land of the free, no propaganda machine. Hand up my flag on the screen, then light a candle for deep, then light a candle for deep, okay? Smoking the jets, smoke, smoking the jets, smoking the black cigarettes. Taking the straight to the head, trick and select, this is the sweetest revenge. I'm holding the crown, my nose is around, so low in the town. We come through the kitchen with all this permission to roll over loud. My flip was so hazardous, but I get ticket, nobody handle this. I annihilated all my competition, so there's no further challenges. Look, going against the youth, we didn't want to use totally blasphemous. In the city we're having, no morality, he's totally fabulous. What's going on with these amateurs over the internet posting some messages? Next thing you know, your career is out. Gonna over some characters. It's the juxtaposition of choosing stupidity over intelligence. You're hoping I'm something like Eli Selassie, beautiful women in Jossie, God speak to my competition, but whatever your palm reads, I'm on a mission like farm militia, they politician and hot seat, up with the gods, top of the charts, name a level I can't read, better check credentials, better check to check the temple, do you want progress or you want Rolex, better make mine presidential, influential, more go by. No role model. This whole model is loved up when we all follow. No goof gate, no man straight. Just rhyme shape like Cobot. Bank notes falling. No foreign, no problem. Medieval faces and briefcases like Zim Dot. Say I'll follow. I'm holding the crown, my soldiers surround, so throw in the towel. All right, welcome back to the health hour. 
You tuned in with Jonathan Sinclair. Dr. Jono Witt is away for the week. I think he'll be back next week, I'm hoping. But sitting in front of me, I have a very interesting person. I have been practicing how to pronounce what you do. You're a biokineticist. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, I'm a biokineticist. I, I kept trying to spell it on my email the other day. I couldn't get it right. So I had to check it up online. So now tell us, your name is Tony Paladin, by the way. Sorry, I should have introduced you. Tell us what exactly you do. Um, basically, a biokineticist is a, a health, an allied health professional that's predominantly uh, uses exercise as a therapeutic modality. So pretty much um, any non-communicable disease or orthopedic injury or for lifestyle management, we effectively prescribe different types of exercise. So whether it's um, flexibility exercise, strengthening exercise, normal cardiovascular exercise, and basically tailor it to a person's needs. Okay. So do people only come to you when they have a problem? Not necessarily. Um, you know, effectively, prevention is better than, cure, than okay. better than a cure. So, we really focus on on keeping a population healthy. So, in a in a very big movement in our into today's day and age, where you effectively, if you can manage a person correctly through through proper lifestyle management, so sufficient sleep, you know, advice on 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 what you're doing from a day-to-day basis in your occupation, and then coupling that with exercise. You know, I'm sure you can appreciate in, in one of the biggest killers in the 21st century is the chair. Um. Yes, that's true. <laughs> hey, nowadays we sit behind computers. That's how we function. Yeah, I mean, uh, so much so. One of my patients recently uh, bought himself a, a standing desk, so he, he's vanished the chair So now. he cannot sit. <laughs> he cannot sit, and all of a sudden he no longer has back and neck pain. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> His legs right? just get tired. <laughs> but now these exercises that you prescribe, are they things that people go away from you and do themselves, or is it just in the session what you do? Look, typically um, different biokineticists work differently. Um, because we've got quite a big scope of practice, I mean, typically, you know, d- depending on who you speak to, some guys work solely with orthopedic injury, so total knee replacements, back surgery, joint problems, um, doing the, the prehabilitative exercises so pri- prior to joint surgery and then the, post, the, the post-surgery exercises just with regards to um, getting range of motion back and, and basic stabilization and strengthening into the joint. I mean, that is one whole aspect of it. Um, NCD management, so non-communicable disease management, uh, basically diabetes, um, cardiac problems, neurological issues, uh, there's there's a very very big side to it there. There's uh, obesity falls into that category, and then furthermore there's um, just general wellness and lifestyle management. So um, depending on the professional you deal with, they'll, they'll either engage you on a cons- consultative role, so effectively telling you you know what you should be doing and advice giving. But a lot of uh, biokineticists, myself included, uh, focus more on working with a person throughout the process and then equipping them with the skills to manage themselves thereafter. So so typically what what we would do. Um, would, we would assess a problem. Uh, once the problem is assessed, we would discuss a plan of action with the patient, and then we would assist them in implementing that plan of action. So they would typically see us either once or twice a week. We would go through specific exercises with them, show them how to do them, show them you know, the, the, the potential benefits and dangers in those exercises, and um, if warranted, give them some additional homework to do. And we would generally run that for a period of time, uh, depending on the patient. And you know, our, our biggest bid is to equip people to not have to use us as a crutch, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes if you uh, discharge them too early, they generally tend to fall back into um, yeah. the position that they were in in the first place. 
Now, do medical aids recognize what you do? Do they pay for it? Yes, uh, very much so. Mm. Um, the uh, Biokinetics has been um, registered with the Council of Medical Schemes. Uh, I'm not quite sure for how long, but I know it's in excess of about 15 years or so. Okay. Um, so a lot of medical aids recognize the fact that uh, you know if a person manages themselves with what I like to call common sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you're living a proper lifestyle, yeah. if you're healthy and you're doing the appropriate exercises, um, th- that is probably going to be cheaper than uh, than having to have a more... Yeah, so the prevention is better than the cure. Very much so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the medical aids have been, um, have been great, uh, really, with uh, and, and working very closely with biokineticists and also with vitality and, um, you know, with, with, with our fitness assessing. It Again, really suits them to keep their clients healthy. I, I mean, to prevent them having to pay for the diseases that occur later in life. Well, effectively, yes. I mean, generally, if you treat a problem, um, you know, I'd say, and I mean, I don't want to assign stats to it, but but many problems, if you do treat them conservatively, you know, tend to manage themselves. And if you, uh, you know, I'll take a, um, you know, a patient who's got anterior knee pain, for example. Um, you know, I've I've seen many patients that have been that have had surgery on the knees. Uh, when there was really pathologically nothing wrong with the knee. Uh, Where the, it could have been sorted out uh, with a easily, little thing like exercise. Easily, uh, with basic flexibility of the quadriceps, some basic strengthening of your hamstrings and your hips, and all of a sudden th- that pain disappears. So um, I think from that perspective, I mean, a small small bout of, of, uh, of, of rehabilitative exercise um, fr- from a monetary perspective is not, well, not only from a monetary perspective, but also from a, a, a patient's stress perspective, you know, if you can manage it without having to cut them and how to and, and teach them what, what, what movements and exercises they can do to manage it in the longer term, you're going to preserve the life of, of a patient and, and their joints. Now, let's talk about maybe psychological illnesses. Uh, is, could you help out with that, with exercise and things like that? Well, I mean, uh, I don't need to really tell anyone that about something called the hot bath effect. I mean, generally, when, when one has done some, some bout of exercise, you you know, you, you have a, a, a better feeling of self-worth. So yes. um, I'm reluctant to say, look, you know, exercise can cure everything. Um, you know, it, it can augment a lot of things. Yeah. So in effect, you know, a patient who is uh, suffering from, um, you know, from low self-worth or, or depression or, uh, uh, you know, who is who is working with a psychologist or, or is under the prescription of a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. you know, exercise is definitely going to gonna augment that process quite significantly. Um, you know, it's... Uh, it, if you almost were to to align it with something like like diabetic management, um, you know, when a patient has is, has been has a, a drug to manage the insulin levels, you know, just the the prescription of exercise, um, you know, the 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 doctor or the endocrinologist effectively has to has to manage the patient's dosage because you know exercise effectively has the same um, or, or a very similar uh, effect as the drug. Mm-hmm. Now, exercise gets thrown around a lot. Is it all the same, whether I go to gym and I lift weights, I go to gym and I run on the treadmill, is it all doing the same for my body? Is it all as good? No, it's extremely different. Um, you know, exercise, if you just use the word exercise, it's, it's synonymous with using the word law. I mean, you've got many different types. It can types. mean so many things. It can mean so many things. You've got so many different types of lawyers um, and the same with, with exercise. You've got... Um, you know, exercise is, is on such a, a, a gradient from cardiovascular to strengthening to neurological to um, uh, 
what have I left out? <laughs> no, well, I suppose, do you work with all of those aspects or is there one that you focus on? Personally, um, I work generally on strengthening exercise so and, and movement awareness. I mean, that is my personal scope of practice. Um, that is by no means a reflection of what all biokineticists do. So um, if any type of exercise can be used, then a bike, it is within a biokinetic scope of practice or, or exercise and in, in, in range of motion and an active range of motion. Um, you know, and, that, and that's not only to say that biokineticists are, are the only ones that can effectively d- deal with those types of exercise. I mean, you'll be uh, very much aware of personal trainers, Pilates instructors, yoga instructors. Mm. You know, they, you know, all, all, all different different types of people that deal in exercise. They, they, they've got they've got different modalities in which they work and different clientels uh, that they work with. But for the average person who maybe doesn't have an ailment, but just going through day to day life, what should we be focusing on? In terms of exercise, should we be doing more walking? Should we be doing both weightlifting and cardio? What should we focus on? Well, I mean, a little bit of everything is good. Um, I, I personally like to think that the best place to start is, is from strength, from strengthening work. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you consider that, that building a human body or building an athlete is much like building a house, you, you need to start with the foundations first. Mm-hmm. Generally, your foundations are your strength and flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you do a lot of cardiovascular exercise, but you've got, uh, you know, if your joint, if your muscles and the, the stabilizers around your joints are weak, you are at a higher risk of injury. So, mm-hmm. so generally, I I like to suggest that people do a combination of everything. So, um, even taking a step back. From orthopedic exercise is really just learning how to move, you know, really understanding how the joints are, are, are meant to work. You know, if you, for example, just look at the joints from the foot to the head, you know, your ankle joints can work in a numer- numerous different ranges. Are you of saying motion. that some of us may move incorrectly? Is that what you're saying? Um, we have to learn to, how to move that joint. To be correct? to be honest, many people, I'd say the majority of people move incorrectly. Um, okay. And and I think it's it, a lot of it's to do with with lifestyle. Um, what do you mean by that though? Is it our posture? Is it the way we walk? What is it that is incorrect? The the general overview. Well, I mean, the, the vast majority is postural. So mm-hmm. um, you'll you'll generally find that that the human body there's you know, certain areas that are meant to move and other areas areas that aren't meant to move. So they're stabilizers and they're prime movers. Um, what you find a lot of people is if the areas that are supposed to move become stuck, then the areas that aren't supposed to move become hypermobile mm-hmm. and other of those can potentially become injuries. So, um, you know, and this, this almost stems back to physical education in, in, at, a, at a school level. I mean, if you're teaching chung, uh, young children how to move correctly, mm-hmm. chances are that older adult is probably going to have far less uh, problems. Can you correct someone who's had bad posture their whole life? Can you get them to a point where they're standing perfectly upright without concentrating on it? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think it all starts with awareness. Um, if you're aware of, of how you're meant to be moving, mm-hmm. then you can change it. I mean, obviously, the older you become, um, the more the more structural one's problems can become, effectively. So the younger you are, the more pliable the body is, um, the more... It, uh, the more it will receive, it will receive correction, and um, a functional adjustment will become a structural adjustment. The older you become, if you think about it, um, you know certain structures tighten up and shorten. Um, you know certain joints tend to collapse. So it obviously is easier in a younger adult. But I mean, we up frequently will start with a patient who's you know in their late 80s, early 90s to start postural correction, mm-hmm. and uh, with with great results at the same time. Mm. And now, in terms of your personal opinion on things like um, vitamins and all these supplements, what do you believe about that? Is that good for us? Should we be taking 
omegas, supplements, or is it just our exercise and our diet that we should focus on? I think a lot of it boils down to common sense. So every person would need to appraise their own lifestyle and say, well, well, how how balanced is my diet and how holistically am I eating? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could engage a whole other discussion on uh, <laughs> supplements, on, and on what gets packaged and 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 mm-hmm. fed to the to to us. You know, I mean, you know. You 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 you're purchasing some food from from the local grocer. Um, you know you you can't really say you know how how if it's a meat you know what mm. steroids it does or it doesn't have. I mean we we really taking yeah. for you know if we read on the package it says free range then we're assuming that it must be fine. Um, but you know I think at the end of the day if you're eating a very balanced diet in theory you should have received all the supplementation that you need. Mm-hmm. But my my understanding of 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 reality is that people generally. Uh, and myself included, you know, you're you're living a 21st century busy lifestyle. Yeah. Um, you're not always getting in the most balanced meals. Um, so so supplementation can be a good thing. Very much so. Mm. Um, I think again, as long as common sense prevails, yeah. you know, mm. to to and I mean, we must acknowledge the fact that 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 it is an industry. Um, mm. you know, so a lot of people say it's an expensive pee. Is that is that part of it that you you take these tablets that you spend literally hundreds of rands on a month? Is is it worth it? Well, I think you got to look at it. At tick, ticking your tick the primary boxes first. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are going to um, not rest sufficiently, not do any exercise, and eat junk food, then you know you by taking supplements, you know you you kind of. You're kind of solving a problem with a problem. Yeah. So, so maybe before one tends to supplement, you say, well, you know, am I, do I have sufficient water intake? Am I resting eight hours a night? You know, am I, am I working moderately? Am I doing a sufficient amount of exercise? Am I managing my stress? You know, by the time you've done that, you know, the, the, your necessity for having all these very expensive supplements might be slightly less. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, if you look at a, an athlete who's, um, Who's, who's training flat out. I mean, generally, the, the first place those guys look is, is pure lifestyle management. I mean, once that box has been ticked, you know, to augment the training or when that guys are training under very high loads, you know, you might want to then start supplementing with, you know, with additional um, proteins and that because you may not physically be able to eat enough to, to warrant your energy output. But, you know, if I consider your, uh, your average person, um, I do think that just general lifestyle management and common sense can really is often overlooked and can go a very far way. All right, now we're running out of time, but I just want to find out how many times a week should we be exercising? Is it is it bad to exercise, let's say, an hour at the gym every day? Should it be every second day? What's the best? Um, well, if you look at the World Health Organization's uh, recommended guidelines, um, if you had to tally up the total amount of exercise, you... <laughs> You're ending up training for about three and a half hours a day, wow. but you know it's 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 again the the understanding of of the types of exercise that you should be doing. So um you know once you once you sort of combining you know modalities of exercise in that if you're doing your know, certain exercise types of exercise will address uh, different uh, different things. So you know certain exercises will combine flexibility, strength, and a cardiovascular component, which which is are addressing different things. Um, a sort of safe rule of thumb would be probably 60 to 90 minutes, say five to six times a week okay. of, of a combination of cardiovascular And I suppose and just listening to your body, if you're tired, maybe give it a break. It's not the end of the world. Um, but or, or is it, if your body is telling you you don't want to exercise, is that laziness or is it perhaps your body saying today we need a break, you know? That is a really, really good question um, because often you'll find that um, – 
your your body will tend to get the less exercise you do, the more tired your body will tend to become. And the more tired your body tends to become, the more exercise you're likely to do because you feel tired. Okay. So at some stage, you know, it's, it's advisable to break the cycle. So I think when you are in a, in quite a, a decent exercise routine with sufficient rest, at that stage, you know, it's, it's, then, then one should listen to their body more so. But I'm always inclined to think, you know, if you're feeling a little bit tired, you know, if you do some movements, you know, generally it tends to invigorate you. Okay, now Tony, we got like a minute left. How do you become a biokineticist? Where did you study? How long is the course? What, what did you want to become a biokineticist? Did you land up there? Um, me personally, it was. I think the the profession was destined to my personality. Um, mm-hmm. I really, you know, I've always enjoyed exercise, um, and I've always wanted to help people. So, you know, when I found out about such a degree, I, I fell in love with it straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, from a studying perspective, uh, currently it's a three-year undergraduate with a one-year honours and a one-year internship. Mm-hmm. So, in effect, it's a, it's, a, it's a five-year total degree. And do you study sort of like a doctor? You work on cadavers, things like that. Is it that kind of an intense course? Uh, s- certain universities are more intense than others, but generally, I mean, the, the degree is fairly similar to, to physiotherapy oh, yes, in the first yes. parts. Um, a lot of anatomy and physiology, and then more branching off into into exercise and disease management. Okay, Tony, thank you so much for coming. I know it was short notice that we invited you here yesterday, but it's been a great interview. I, I feel like I know so much more about what you do because uh, you work with a very close friend of mine who always mentioned the biokineticists, and I have no idea what they do, but... Thank you for educating us today, and I wish you luck. Sure, yeah. If anyone's got any uh, additional questions or anything, I mean, feel free to mail us or, or just hop on our where, website. Where can we um, hook up with you? Are you on Twitter? Are you on? Um, best thing to do is probably hop onto our website, which mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. Um Or if you follow us on Twitter, just uh, it's paladin underscore bios. It's perfect. Thank you so much, Tony. Great. All right, and that is it for the Health Hour this week. Uh, as far as I know, Dr. Jonathan Witt will be back next week. Otherwise, you might find another unfamiliar voice on. But thank you for staying with us, and that's it.